Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday. Glad to have you guys here with me as we end this week. This week has felt like it's been like a month long. It's like, it, I guess because I was in Philly for the first part of the week, we had a holiday in there. The breaking news has been just absolutely crazy this week. It's just so much to cover. And um, But you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm still feeling excited. I'm feeling rejuvenated. I'm kind of wishing I was down in CPAC, but kind of not. You know, CPAC is usually in February every year. I'm not sure why they decided to have another one. It's happening in Dallas. At first, I was like, eh, why would I want to go down there? Um, But, you know, Trump's going to be speaking this weekend, and that's just going to make some heads explode. It doesn't even matter what he says, right? Just as long as as he takes to the microphone. Hey, it's Friday, so you know a couple things. That means that we've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week later. If you want to weigh in with your nominee, Post that on Facebook Live. We're streaming on Facebook Live right now on The Answer San Diego. You can share your idea there. You can also call in 888-344-1170. As usual, I got lots of stink and very few heroes to nominate. So uh, feel free to call in. And it doesn't have to be a big name. We've had people call in before and give us the name of, you know, a next-door neighbor or somebody from your church or just somebody you think's, you know, deserving of the award for this week. Someone who's always in... in, uh, Deserving of the award is Bob Walters. He will be back tonight for his weekly segment on education. I tell you who's not going to be here tonight is my buddy DJ Potato Skins. He took today off, and hopefully if he happens to be listening, which I hope he's not. Man, if you're listening, you need to get a life and not be, <laughs> and be doing something else with your time. But have no fear, because we got <laughs> another vegetable here. It's my man. It's DJ Jalapeno. What up, what up? All right, I can't hear you, my friend. you got to press the mic button. See, this is why we need potato skins here. <laughs> you what I said was, yeah. what up, what up? All right, okay. All right. That's spicy. Not as spicy as it could be. But, give me a few know, minutes. I'll give you a few minutes. Um, okay. I'm about to get spicy because I heard a story today that I didn't even know because, you know what, it's not, it's not trending. It's, nobody's talking about it up on my monitors here. We've got uh, CNN uh, talking about Trump in, in Dallas, and we've got, you know, uh, a CDC story about masks we're going to get into tonight. Over here, they're talking about baseball. How about this? How about maybe people cover the story that in the United States of America, a woman is going into court for divorce, but get this, She's not going into the family to a family court as a part of the United States court system here. Guess where she's going? She's going into a court called a FIC. Because in the state of Texas, they are recognizing Sharia law in the state of Texas. That because this woman married a Muslim who shoved a prenuptial agreement under her nose and got her to sign it, saying that she is that her marriage is subject to sharia some court and some judge in texas says that he's not only is he upholding this prenuptial agreement but he's actually telling this woman that she's not that her case 
Her divorce is not going to be heard in the family courts in the state of Texas, but it's actually going to be heard in something called a FEC court in which, which is um, uh, given uh, uh, this, it's a FEC panel actually spelled F as in Frank I Q H. And this FEC panel is actually under the jurisdiction of the Islamic Association of North Texas. Let that sink in for a moment. The courts in the United States of America have designated jurisdiction. They have granted jurisdiction to the Islamic Association of North, of North Texas. And it gets even worse. Because this Islamic Association of North Texas and their FIQ panel consist of three Saudi Arabians. This FIQ panel is actually under the, under the control of Saudi Arabia. Same Saudi Arabia that had that uh, hired all the people to fly planes, come here and learn how to fly planes, and then tear down the Twin Towers. That's Saudi Arabia. We were told 20 years ago, we're about to celebrate the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And this is why I say every year, I don't even want to see any more of the hashtag never forget. I said then, and I've said repeatedly every time that we have had an Islamic terrorist attack in this country, that we face two types of jihad in this country. We face the jihad in the form of the sword, and the sword meaning literally we had a a woman decapitated at a workplace in Oklahoma. But the sword is also uh, metaphorical. It could be flying planes into towers. It could be using pressure cookers as bombs. It could be uh, going in and taking a gun from a next-door neighbor and shooting up a Christmas party. The other form of jihad that we face that I've been talking about for 20 years is jihad in the form of Sharia. Islam is not compatible with the U.S. Constitution. They never immigrate or migrate anywhere and then assimilate into the laws of the land. It is always about capitulation and submission on the part of whatever country in which they immigrate into. And that is what has happened in Europe, right? That's why Bruce Bauer wrote the book While Europe Slept many years ago. And I warned then after I, after I read While Europe Slept in which they brought in mass migration of refugees and people from these terrorist-infested Muslim countries. And then they shoved them to outlying areas where they set up shadow governments and they set up these court systems and they installed Sharia law all around these countries. And then, of course, it expanded out to where the citizens, the natural-born citizens of those countries, were also then subject to Sharia law, where their speech was criminalized under Islamophobia. I warned then that this will be coming to the United States. The Muslim Brotherhood, their manifesto said that their goal was to replace the Constitution with the Koran. I have been saying for 20 years that Islam needs to be, it needs to be declared as a political ideology, not a religious one, because they use our religious freedoms against us in this country in order to overturn us from within. Texas is a red state? Really? Where is Attorney General Paxton on this? And, under, and let me tell you something else. Under Sharia law, the very definition of Islam, by the way, is submission. And Nani Darwish said almost 20 years ago that America is handing its country over to the Islamists on a platter of political correctness. We've got too many in this country that want to shut down Christian bakers because they don't want to bake a cake for a gay wedding. Meanwhile, they turn the other way when we have Sharia taking root in this country. When this woman, one of the reasons why 
She begged the court to not recognize the Sharia document, which has no standing and no legal capacity in the United States of America. This Sharia document that she has clearly lays out that she has no voice, that her husband gets to decide whether or not they stay married. And when it comes to this panel, her statements, her opinions, her feelings count half of a man's. That's Sharia law. Under Sharia law, we have female genital mutilation happening in the United States, and the Democrats have refused to sign legislation to ban it. Where little girls, 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds, are butchered with no anesthesia and rusty knives, cutting off their genitals. That's happening in the United States. That's a form of Sharia. We have honor killings here in the United States under Sharia. Women get raped under Sharia. It's their fault. They're stoned for it in Saudi Arabia, which is where this panel is based out of. What else happens in Saudi Arabia? Under their ideology, their particular Sunni or whatever it is, brand of Islam, gay people are thrown off of roofs and put to death for being gay. But it's the Christians that the Democrats hate, right? It's, it's we, um, we MAGA people are declared the greatest threat to this country, right? We patriot extremists. This should shock the core of every American to hear that in Texas, that's supposed to be a red state, has now as designated jurisdiction to Sharia and denying a United States citizen her day in a U.S. court. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to bring in Bob Walters. We're going to shift gears. There's breaking news when it comes to kids in schools today that has to do with masks from the CDC as well as California. And then Bob will be here as well with his uh, to share his education segment for this week. So stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It's Friday. That means here of the week and stink of the week later. And Jalapeno, I want you to be thinking of whether or not you've got a nominee for here of the week and stink of the mm. week for later. The list is so long. All right. Well, feel free to nominate me if you can't think of anybody else. For hero, that is. <laughs> Not for stink. Um, there's so so much stink going on, continuing with kids. Um, before I bring in Bob Walters, I don't know if he's even heard the latest uh, on, on uh, kids in schools with masks. So the CDC comes out and says, you know what? Um, by the way, I don't even have to tell you guys and educate you guys. The kids don't get it and they don't give it right. Uh, there's never been any need for kids to be distanced, locked at home, or have a have a diaper shoved on their face. But the CDC comes out today and says vaccinated kids don't have to wear masks, right? Um, then California comes out and says all kids will still have to wear masks in schools. And the excuse for it, the justification for it, is that, well, we don't want kids that are vaccinated that don't wear a mask. We don't want any bullying of kids that have to wear a mask. So we're just going to make all kids have to wear a mask. First of all, anybody who believes that is insane. Second of all, this entire thing is insane. And this, the masks were always the immediate tool to gain control over all of Americans. And they, they've got to continue to keep control on us as much as they can. And they're exploiting children to do so. Bringing me in to talk about schools for his weekly segment is my buddy, Bob Walters, author of the book, Facing Reality in American Education. Hi, my dear. Hello. Good to be here. Thanks. So anything you want to say about the mask mandates? Well, that's another sign of the ridiculous position that California takes on issues like this and many others. It's uh, a shame, and hopefully 
with the coming school choice initiative, we're going to make a dramatic change in, in the Democratic and the teachers union control over these issues that uh, are really kind of hard to believe or accept. Well, you know, if, if we um, I think that's the best option. You know, I, I th- do think that we need to support uh, Republican and, and, and my choice so far is Kevin Kiley in this recall. I also love Marshall Williams, his idea for taking on the unions. But every parent can can seize control with pushing back against these school boards. And then what we all can do, whether or not we've got kids in schools or not, is we can support school choice. We get kids out of these schools, and that will force their hand, won't it? It will. I've got some good news for yeah. tonight, which I know you can always use. Yes, darling. The Desert Sands Unified School District, a small one up in Northern California, mm-hmm. was following union orders to not open up this semester. Coming up, they claim their members were just too exhausted. <laughs> Doing what? I don't know. <laughs> resting, relaxing at the beach, but, uh-huh. and getting paid in full pay. Anyway, the parents rose up and stormed the board meetings. And after three board meetings, they were successful, and the schools will, in fact, reopen come next month or the next semester. Here, 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 here. Yeah. So it, there is a resurrection occurring. Even in Sacramento, parents were able to make a difference. They stopped a bill that would have gutted charter schools by stripping their funding and restricting their curriculum to add state-mandated programs such as sex ed, ethics, and CRT, critical race theory. Uh, When scores of parents showed up at the state hearing and only three union members were there to talk in favor of it, they tabled a measure for another year. Mm -hmm. This time to get the school choice initiative passed in California. Hallelujah. Yes. Absolutely. You know, this, there's just more and more evidence that we've got to get active and that when we do get active, we get results, right? It is true. Most of the time, not 100%, but 80%, 90% of the time, it is successful. Yeah, and, 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 and that proves the point, you know, that bullies always back down when you punch them back, right? But typically, we just lay down and we take it, right? They're kind of shocked around the country right now that people are speaking up to them. They're just so used to having unfettered power. Right to these school boards and these unions. Well, the critical race theory really has enraged people because yeah. it's hateful on on a basis of race against each other. Yeah, terrible. Anyway, seven states now have education choice programs in place. That's good. Yes. And fourteen other states have expanded their school choice program and tax credits to at least a large degree, not a hundred percent. Great. Um, it, it should be more than seven states, but you know what? That's a start. <laughs> it is, because two years ago there wasn't any. Right, so, exactly. Uh, anyway, during a school board meeting in Minneapolis, a nine-year-old girl, to show you how stepping up, she stepped up to the podium and utterly destroyed the members for putting political propaganda in their elementary school. It left them speechless, what she had to say. After being told that politics would not be allowed in school, she wanted to know why a Black Lives Matter banner was posted in the hallways. It was then her principal expressed his confusion, telling her that he found it weird since it was school board members who were the ones that made them and put them up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And at that point, the school board voted to remove the banners, and they were removed. Fantastic. So. They must they must have been floored when a nine year old came up and confronted them, uh, had the guts to do it, the courage to do it, they, and they and you know they're sitting there shocked, going, "Wait a second, uh, how did the indoctrination not take? How is this how is this child daring to think for him or herself?" Right? I know <laughs> it's true. 
And she was quite well-spoken in the video that I saw. Awesome. Anyway, college crazies. We've always got some of that. Oh, yeah. Princeton boasts that a new class coming in this coming semester is 68% of color after waiving the SAT score requirements and all high school grade <laughs> requirements. Only their ethnicity and the history of activism was acceptable for admission. Last year, the total minority application was 20, 24%, and now it's 68%. You know, I, I, let me interrupt you there, because I'm flashing on the fact that we've got the, the Olympics coming up. That's big news today with Japan saying, oh, we've got this rise from the variant or whatever. We're not going to have people in the stands. And I'm thinking, you know what? Why don't we do this? Why? why you know, um, uh, how about the fact that it was always my dream to compete in the Olympics, to do gymnastics? I could never do a split. and I could never walk in a straight line enough to do the balance beam. But, hey, you know, how about we just how about we get rid of the requirements, including age, and just let me go to compete in the Olympics? Yeah, right? you don't need to have any uh, actual quality for it. Just, just do it. Right. Let okay. So let's just remove any any admission requirements. Anything that proves anybody's got you know half a brain to be able to handle the curriculum at, at Harvard. If it if it is still a, a challenging institution from an academic standpoint, uh, you know, just to let some people in because they've got more melanin in, in, in their skin. I mean, that's, that's outrageous. Not right. If that is racism, uh, anyway. Higher education is on an unsustainable path, according to the study done by the National Center for Education Statistics. Tuition has jumped 33% in the last two decades. And even people without wealth are deciding to go to private schools for profit since they focus on real education and their degrees get you better paying jobs when you graduate. Community colleges this past year lost 12% of their students and for pro- and, and mainly they all went to the pro- for-profit private schools. And 38% of black students have transferred to private colleges this past year and didn't want to stay in the public schools. And since the University of California, all locations, have dropped the SAT and ACT exams, it means that high-achieving students will be turned away from the mm-hmm. top schools in this state because they now only value personal characteristics over grades and test scores. So they're all tending to go to the private schools, which are expanding dramatically in the state of California. And they're expensive, but they give you better results. Well, either that or don't go because, you know, they're discriminating against white people and Asians in what, what is supposed to be the, the, um, the higher achieving, the Ivy Leagues, et cetera, the schools, you know, um, some of which are public, by the way. Um, you know, they're, they're discriminating and, you know, they're not even they're not even providing some of the some of the best you know, education. So why would you bother to go there? You might as well send your kid either either fork over the money to send your kid to one of the private places that actually has, you know, good education, good academics or, you know, have them go to Murray's House of Learning, have them learn to, dr- to drive a truck. <laughs> I agree. Or bring back the shop classes. Yes. Thank you very much. Have them go swing a hammer. Have them take up plumbing. Make, right. make buku bucks. Become like this gal who owns this plumbing company in San Diego. She's got like 30 van- vans in her fleet, right? Yeah. And there's no, uh, you go to those schools, there's no, you have no debt when you get out of the school. They pay you to go to school. Right, because, uh, right, because think about Harvard that's, that's now, you know, um, using, uh, you know, lower skin. We know that they're discriminating against Asians. And one of the things that they did was they were, they were scoring Asians down on personality. Let that sink in. Um, you know, so you, you let in kids, you remove the SAT 
and then you send them to these schools, then they take out these huge loans, then they fail out, and they're still supposed to pay back the money. Or I guess what happens, then they come to us and say, oh, we got to forgive the debt. Bail us out, yes. Uh-huh. You need to give us money. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Then you got George Will, who attacked merit in the name of equity and is a prescription for mediocrity. Today's accu- uh, accusations of systematic racism disparage society's allocation of wealth and opportunity and are now allocated by political power rather than the metrics of merit and effort and focus. This is per George Will, who's a great speaker from the past. He was supposed to be conservative, by the way. Yes. One of the, one of the greatest achievements of, of Trump was exposing the reality of what the truth is in the Republican Party and, the, and quote, so-called conservatives. It's one of the greatest gifts that Trump gave us. You know, um, all these phonies are showing that really behind the scenes, they're a part of the left, right? They're a part of ushering in this communist mentality and this communist society. Destroy, and that's exactly what it is when we're talking about removing merit base, whether it's in academics or whether it's in sports or whether it's in, um, you know, uh, immigration, when you're trying to, because what you're trying to do is try, trying to trying to assert that everybody deserves an equal outcome, and that the government's going to provide that. That's communism. It really is, and it's it's going to destroy our standing in the world. And it really is big time. Like he's getting ready to cut the navy by ten percent. Yeah. Really, yeah. Scores of ships. You got to be kidding. <laughs> yeah. With all the Chinese buildup of their military. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's a shame because the country's intelligent leaders are being put to pasture. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and quite frankly, if our military is going to be spending all their time hosting drag queen story hour and twerking classes like at Nellis air force base and make and another one, I can't remember which the other one was McCallum, maybe Um, if that's what they're going to do, if they're, if, if people are going to kill themselves to send their kids to these, um, these military universities, whether it's West Point or Annapolis, only to have them be indoctrinated into Marxism, I, might as well cut the funding. Might as well cut the funding. Look, we just spent how many trillions of dollars in Afghanistan for 20 years? What do we have for it? We're going to have a Muslim-ruled country. <laughs> yeah, did you? I don't know Another if you heard Muslim- my, my opening segment. We have Sharia law going on in the state of Texas right now. Yeah, that is surprising. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that of Texas. Yeah. Well, Texas isn't quite as red as people think it is. And and we and if we had a media that was actually doing its job, more Americans would know it. Should we take a break? Bob, you got more for us? Yeah, I do. All right. Take- so we're going to take a break with Bob. Uh, take a break. And then we come back. We've got more with Bob. Then we've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week, including, did y'all hear this video? Uh, I hear this song that came out from the San Francisco Gay Chorus um, saying that uh, we are coming, coming for your kids. Uh-huh. Want Stay more tuned. Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. What a gorgeous weekend we got here in San Diego this weekend. I'm definitely making time for some beach this weekend. I don't know you, uh, Bob Walters. What you plan to do this weekend? Anything fun? I got to do uh, more of this work in the, uh, uh, the the initiative process and organizing myself. There's no end to it. The battle has to continue. Well, it does, and you're like the James Brown, right? Of 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 uh, hard work and trying to do something to to stop what's going on in these schools. So your hardest working man out there. 
<laughs> as an activist as well as successful business owner. So God bless you for that. All right, what else you got for us? All right, well, you got the Biden administration announced a plan to expand tuition breaks for future teachers and remove GPA requirements for grants in the hopes of providing access to students of color for teachers. In other words, the requirement now to be a teacher is being reduced oh. and GPA requirements are gone. So anybody can be a teacher going to the college, even if they haven't got the talent or the ability. The plan also includes an additional $2.8 billion investment in programs such as paid teacher residency costs, which they claim will help enroll even more teachers of color. Uh, so basically, so let me make sure I understand. So they go, they go spend about $2 billion yeah. to hire people of color who are stupid to come and teach. And give them a free house in addition. And, oh, oh, that's what you meant by residency? Like a house? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to pay for their mortgage rent. Wow. $2.8 billion worth of houses. So You know, I'm about to say something here I shouldn't say, but you know I get really tan if I don't wear 50 sunblock. I may just have to go walk around for a while, get myself a real... My <laughs> nickname as a kid was Little Brown Betty. Go, yeah. You know, and go see where I can apply. How can I get in on this? I know. Jeez. Just unbelievable. This, this is really so. Then on top of all the other problems we got in our schools, now we got to be faced with dumb teachers that that that, that can't can't even teach our kids. I know. So if you can't really have any, you can't do corrections anymore on their tests because that's racist, and you can't flunk anybody. Uh, and anybody can get into the school, no matter what their ignorance is or their talent ability. Well, no, yeah, no wonder they're now saying that we can't really teach math because it's racist and that we can't use proper English because they want to be able to give teaching jobs, well-paying teaching jobs and houses to people that can't speak and can't add two plus two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not only all these money is being given to the teachers, but under the new rules, there's no requirement for recipients to certify their intent to teach within 128 days of graduation. (laughs) So... So then to make matters worse, they don't even have to take the job. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, where does it's it stop? It's insane. Well, then you got Massachusetts School District, which is kind of interesting. It's Wellesley Public Schools. Okay. They began to segregate students and staff by race into what they call affinity spaces. What does that mean? What does that mean? What's an affinity space? What it means is that fits their plan for diversity, equity, and inclusion. They want it all to have shared identity in their exploring this racial, uh, critical racial theory. They want each people in their own race and the teachers accumulated in a different section of the building or the room to be taught. They want affinity is being with your other racial uh, mates in the class for the education process, which is totally stupid. So it's another way of saying that they're going to segregate according to skin color, but they add in the word affinity to basically act as though there's some other allegiance going on there. Or are they basically saying that we're going to segregate out not just on the basis of color, but we're also going to segregate out anybody that's not on board with our ideology? That's true. That's true. I mean, and yet we're called the racist. It's just kind of hard to... Yeah. you white kid, you go over there, or you, even you person of color, you're not on board with this. You don't, you're not on board with this critical race theory stuff we're putting out here. We're going we're gonna to send you off to Siberia, too. <laughs> well, Maryland's largest school district, Thomas Pine Millet School, has taught that the phrase, make America great again, 
quote unquote, is an example of covert white supremacy <laughs> and racial prejudice. Make America great again is now a racist hate term. Look, they've been trying to get that over on us since Trump first came down the escalators and they managed. There's a story from Gateway Pundit today that uh, Nancy Pelosi and others intentionally denied an increase of Capitol Police, knowing the threats that were coming. And Christopher Wray did not tell the Trump administration when he knew about it, too. It was a setup because after four years that Trump, uh, MAGA and America First was actually increasing minority votes. Right. I mean, in fact, 10 percent more Hispanics voted for Trump in 2020. So it wasn't working for them. Right. This this phony narrative that make America great again and America first was racist and racist and xenophobic. And so they they manufactured this a narrative through the January 6th Capitol riots. Yeah, it's all it's a phony charade going on. Totally. People, they arrest them and put them in solitary confinement for months and months with no bail. Yeah. And yet the, the ones that are looting and burning, they get out free. Yeah. With no bail required. Or how about the Wee Spa? I don't know if you heard the story. This, there's a spa up in uh, in L.A. where this woman, African-American woman named, named Angel, I'm not sure if that's her real name, but she starts posting a, a video because she confronted them in the spa because there was a man, a full-grown man, walking around naked in the women's locker room around little girls. That's a crime, according to our penal code. But because he de- identified as a woman, they let him do this in the spa, Right. Um, the the insanity that's going on in our world today and in the United States of America today and what is being done to children is just it's 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 insane. Right. That was a crime that was committed today. And that man wasn't arrested. No, we got people sitting in jail for six months in solitary confinement for doing nothing more than trespassing. But you can whip your your male genitalia out in front of kids and by claiming that you're a woman and you're you're free to roam yeah. around. It's pathetic. The pornographic life that little kids are being focused on in school and, and like you say, in social setting as well. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, on June 12th, the truth came out. The teachers unions and activists held rallies in 22 cities to support critical race theory. They declared that their goal is to indoctrinate students in the far left causes that that represents and to change America from its basic racist background to a new socialist society. And all of this comes from the Zen Education Project. They organized it. And for the listeners that may not realize, Howard Zinn, who founded that group and and wrote books that were published, also was an avowed Marxist who wanted students to change the world and overthrow the status quo. Time to get rid of the teachers union by supporting the school choice options for parents. And I urge all the listeners to look into School, CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org and see what you can do to sign. Get ready because the petitions are coming out in September. we got to win. I think, you know, um, we if we actually had a, a, a dual-party system, if we had, a, you know, a two-party system in this country, and if we actually had a Republican a, a party that actually cared about what they pretend they cared about, limited government, individual liberty, they would right. have banned, they would have written legislation to ban unions in the United States of America because they are nothing but communist organizations. They take money from their members. They extort money from their members. And it's a money-laundering scheme to fund the Democrat Party and their campaigns, including taking money from Republicans. Right. And 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 that includes these students. There should be no unions. 
at all in this country. Particularly in the teachers' union, because it really has become very corrupt yeah. all the way through. Exactly. All they do, they're nothing. it's nothing but organized crime is what it is. I'm sad. It's, it's the truth. I yeah. also want to encourage your listeners if, to think about checking in on wethekids.us because they have after-school programs where you can teach kids, your own and, and neighborhood kids, the justification of America and its history and the good aspects of what we should be proud of. So, Excellent. Anyway. And the school choice? Where can they get information on supporting that? Uh, CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. Perfect. All right. And there's going to be a million good signatures needed from September to February, but I think we're, we're gearing up for it. Hopefully the listeners will all jump in, too. Well, hopefully. That's, hopefully. We'll send you the petition when, when it comes out in September. Awesome. All righty. Well, thank you so much. Great job as usual. Thank you for educating everybody on what's happening out there. Have and fun. Thank you. All right. <laughs> and thanks for making me laugh. All right. Now stay tuned. We got more coming up on the other side of the break here of the weekend stink of the week. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Nominee for Stink of the Week is, um, and I'm not going to play the audio of this, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus did a music video promising to, quote, convert children. And um, it, one of the lyrics is, the gay agenda is here, we'll corrupt your kids, and we're coming for them. Um, as Kirstie Alley said a week before last, the attempt by Hollywood and others to normalize what's going on in this country is ultimately a ruse, uh, is a ruse to ultimately gain what they're looking for, which is pedophilia, to justify and normalize pedophilia. The escape course is coming out today. Um, and saying, well, actually, let me read a little bit more of the lyrics um, we'll convert your children happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep him from disco, warn about San Francisco, make him wear pleated pants. We don't care. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. They're coming out and saying that people just don't get that this was tongue in cheek. This was meant to be it be humor, humorous, right? These people sat down and put a whole lot of effort and put pen to this. And I mean, I don't know how much, I mean, you could be saying, well, you know, those lyrics are pretty ridiculous and pretty stupid. And, you know, it doesn't seem like there was a whole lot of effort and skill level and ability here in writing the song. But the point is, there was effort put into this. What does that tell you? This wasn't a joke. What was I talking about last night? Drag Queen Story Hour? At Nellis Air Force Base? And they and and the the uh, the drag queens of it said class in session because they were teaching children how to do sexually perverse moves. This is of course this is about normalizing, sexualizing children to normalize pedophilia. This isn't a joke. Look, I've said and I've said to my I've got friends in the LBGT community. You you go do you. Okay, I'm about individual liberty and individual free, uh, freedom. You go do whatever you want to do. But there, but this is, but you're going to have to leave children alone. This is sick. 
That's what this that's what this transgender movement is about too. It's sick. Yeah, I said it. You want to go you want to cha- you want to cut off your beanstalk and call yourself Sally instead of Steve? You go right ahead and do that. But stay away from children. This is this is perverse what's going on in this country. The way children are being targeted as the as the Trojan horse, as the as the the tool that they're going to use to destroy this country. Is something that every media outlet should be talking about all day, every day. Conservatives should. That's why they shut down, did these lockdowns, shut down schools, because it was a way to gain control over business people and workers because somebody you know, somebody had to stay at home with the kids, right? That's why they're still putting masks on kids. That's why they're forcing kids to be jabbed with poison when kids don't get it and don't give it. That's why they've been been uh, doing this uh, these uh, perverse pornographic sex, sex education classes. That's why they're out there recruiting kids into transgenderism and now they're going younger and younger and younger let me remind you guys that bob walters at one point a, a, a couple of months ago reported on a story i think it was out of one of the dakotas to where they said that they literally were going to send workers into the home to indoctrinate little kids toddlers it won't be long, and I kid you not, it won't be long before they're going to be requiring pregnant women in this country to have to be to have to be putting uh, you know, uh, audio recordings to their stomach to indoctrinate children in the womb. Drag queen story hour on our military installations. Some of these images, if you if you Google the story, you'll see grown men sitting there in sexual positions, in sexual clothing around people's children in the U.S. military, on our military installations. One of the reasons why that strikes me is so disgusting is, first of all, I, you know, I I was born to Camp Lejeune. I lived on military installations as as a kid. This could have never gotten over on my jarhead dad and Marine Marine Corps base. But that's taxpayer, taxpayer money, right? If you want, if you want to, you know, it, it, you know, take your kid to some pride parade and watch him twerk and teach him to twerk. I guess that's your private business. Although to me, you should be you should be investigated by Child Protective Services. But th- th- that this is going on on our military inst- installations using our taxpayer funds. This is, I think, this is my stink of the week. I think my hero of the week might be this little gal, this little darling little gal out of out of Harvey, Louisiana. Uh, which is on the West Bank. Um, It's across the river in New Orleans. And this little gal, I think she's 11 years old, won the Scripps Spelling Bee. Let me see what her name is. It's um, Zayla Avant-Garde. She's the first. And what's notable about this, typically I don't like when anybody gets the first this, the first, like Halle Berry, when she won the first, she was the first black woman to win the Academy Award. I thought, you know what? It would have been more meaningful if you didn't say anything at all about your skin color, lady. If you just, you know, that would that would have that would have broken a barrier that it just was wouldn't be mentioned, right? What I love about this little gal um, winning the spelling bee is uh, her hard work and her efforts coming out of a public school in a crappy school district in, in Louisiana. It shows her hard work. It shows that she's focused on on her education and on her academics. And look at what she got out of it. The same people trying to trying to run down and try to destroy a merit based system, as and particularly as part of the African American community, are celebrating her today. I don't think you get to celebrate her if you're an African a member of the African American community if you're running down the United States of America because this little girl proved 
that you can apply yourself at a public school in one of the worst areas in the country and on the West Bank, what we call the worst bank in New Orleans. She comes out the worst bank and she wins the national script spelling bee. Don't tell me that there's not opportunity in this country. Don't tell me that you can't achieve something if you're a black kid in this country, that you got to have a handout. you got to have the government control the outcome for you because you can't make it in this country. Don't be trying to get that over on anybody. She just destroyed your entire narratives out there today, this little 11, 12-year-old girl. So I think she's my hero of the week. Do you have a nominee, Jalapeno, for hero of the week or stink of the week? Uh, you know what? I, I think I think I'm going to be nice. It's the weekend. I want to be in a good mood, so I'm going to let people off the hook today. What does that mean? Well, that just means I'm not going to nominate anybody to be stink of the week. Okay, you got a hero? Mm. See, I wasn't thinking about the hero. I was only thinking about the stink. Well, that's the hardest one to come up with, uh, um, hero of the week. Um, hmm. I, I, you know, I gave I gave it to that little uh, that little gal Zayla. If um, if I had to come up with another, like in terms of the political realm, I don't know that I've really got anybody this week. And I'm and I'm right now. I'm looking to see is there some story that's jumping out at me? Is there some other hero out there who's actually done something? Do we? You know, I guess I could say that it's the you know the parents that have all decided to speak up for themselves and go and in, in, uh, go around to these school boards like Bob Walters was talking about and actually push, you know, putting in the effort, not sitting back and waiting for somebody else to solve the problem, not sitting back and complaining, but actually going and pushing back and getting success. Um, Because I'm not seeing anybody else. There's nobody in the realm of politics today that's, that's pushing back against it. I spent a huge amount of, you know what? I I think I'm the one gal, Kara McKinney. I'm going to be coming up on tipping point on one American news at at seven o'clock. I, she took over for Liz Wheeler. She's the one who who um, had me on today to talk about the Sharia story out of Texas. She's breaking ground out there and reporting on stories that nobody else is reporting on. To me, that makes her a hero. When we look at what's going on with the media today and how they're not telling the truth and they're hiding the truth about what's going on. So you know what? In the world of media, I'm going to give it to my friend Kara McKinney. And also self-promotion. Tune in and watch her show because I'm on it in a couple of minutes. Thank you, Jalapeno. Thank you. Peace out. Y'all have a great weekend.